Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Resurgence. Uh, I believe this is episode 9 or 10. Once again, I lost track, um, and I'm really sorry about that. But we have kind of a special episode today, um, an episode that I'm really excited about. Uh, for those who follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I've been on my story a lot and doing a lot of interactive stuff with people, trying to get in more listeners, trying to get listeners to get get to hear what they want to hear. And so I put a poll up. Uh, actually, before I put up the poll, I put up a question asking people what topics they wanted to hear. And the responses that I got was really good. Uh, and for those who aren't hearing their topics on this episode, you're going to hear it in a later episode. I'm going to hit them all. Uh, whether I think that I can do a whole episode on them or not, they're still going to be mentioned in each episode that I do. And that's why I'm going to focus the, the remaining of whatever series this is on those topics. And I'm going to do my best to get Get guests on here as well uh, for each of those topics because I wanted you guys' voice to be heard through the topic, but I also feel like it's fair to get you guys on here in person and actually have a discussion about it. So one of the first topics that was mentioned in my Instagram story questionnaire thingamajig was feminism. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed that one because for those who've been with the Resurgence podcast since the beginning, uh, you know what this podcast stands for. Uh, it's a religious conversation within like a political world type thing. And feminism really is able to uh, have that fluidity between both politics and religion and kind of either combine both or really be able to separate the two and what's, femi what's feminism in politics and what's feminism in religion. Um, so that one won uh, on my poll. It actually won 73% for the feminist topic and 29% for should we listen to music artists with criminal history or immoral lives. Uh, and so the should we listen to music artists with criminal history or immoral lives will be on the next one. Uh, and I'm hopefully going to have a guest on that one as well. Um, but for today, we will be talking about feminism, which I am really excited for. So I did... Uh, have the opportunity to have a guest on uh, and my guest is actually the person who asked me to do this topic and I only felt it fair to have this person be on this topic. I didn't want it to be a one-way conversation for multiple reasons um, and I'll talk about uh, the why. I invited a guest for this topic uh, because this is a conversation that can have a better effect or have more credibility of two minds, especially with me being a guy uh, and the person who asked for the feminist topic was uh, a girl. And so I don't want this to be some um, bigoted, really ignorant uh, discussion with just myself in a microphone. I really want to have another person on, uh, and I feel like this person would be someone that would have a really good conversation with um, on this topic. And then, so I, yeah, that was the what. I chose a woman, um, not a male. Uh, there'd be plenty of guys who would love to be on here, and they never should um, for this topic <laughs> because uh, it would just be terrible. And I already have very few listeners, and it would drop down probably to zero after that. So we're not going to do a, a, a male guest thing for this topic. Uh, and then finally, the who. Uh, I kind of did a little bit of fun on my Instagram, uh, kind of not letting you guys know who the guest is, um, but my guest is Taylor Lowe. Uh, for those who don't know who she is, I'll give a brief introduction and I'll let her introduce herself. Um, I know her from church. Uh, we actually have a very long history together, um, probably since... I don't know, middle school is what I, what I want to say, middle school. Uh, we went to youth group together. Um, we've never really been in the same like core friend group, but our 
the, the, the friend group that we did have would kind of just drag people in from here and people from there. And so that's how kind of how we got to know each other, got to hang out. Would We had very mutual friends. Um, so, yeah, youth group and, and um, other events like that where we went to the same college together uh, last year. I dropped out. Um, that's another discussion for another day. Uh, she's still going strong in that. Um, and then past conversations that we've had, um, which these past conversations is another part of the reason why Taylor is on today. Um, one of them was, I remember a while ago, Taylor, I don't know if you remember this, we were at the Lindsay's bonfire. It was when they came back. It was just after, I believe, Trump was elected, so it was 2016. And in my immaturity, I was making jokes, and I remember I looked at Ben Emerson, and you were sitting like right next to him, and I said, uh, you want to know why Hillary Clinton didn't make president? And he said, why? And I said, because she's a woman. And I was completely kidding, like 100% a joke. I didn't mean it at all. He thought it was funny. Sorry, Ben, for throwing you under the bus. I thought it was funny. You did not find that very funny. <laughs> and from then on, I was like, ah, there might be something there where she might have some opinions on feminism. And even then, I had no idea like what my opinions were on feminism. I just knew that I probably didn't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the the uh, probably the most impactful one that we probably had where probably solidified our friendship was we were walking down a mountain in Wyoming mm-hmm. with... Uh, it was Youth for Christ, right? Yeah. 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 We were on a trip there, and we kind of got just paired up on the single file line down that really steep hill, mm-hmm. and it was like a two to three hour long walk. So what else do you do when you're walking down a mountain? Well, you don't talk to the other kids because they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up talking to each other, uh, and we really got to know each other. We got to know our religious and political views a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other reason why I have Taylor on today is our very similar personalities, which is why I think sometimes in the past we sort of butt heads um, yeah. because we both have strong personalities and we both aren't afraid to share our opinions on things. And when you have two people who have strong personalities who aren't afraid to share their opinions but have different opinions, <laughs> um, we already know what happens there. So, sorry huge um like side note for you guys i have like a really sore throat so i apologize if you hear me take a drink from something um so yeah that's why taylor's on here uh why i felt like taylor is a good choice for this episode um i know she enjoys this topic uh i haven't had too many conversations on feminism with taylor but uh i know that other people have and i've heard a little bit about it and so i kind of wanted to hear more and so that's why she's on um the second reason which i believe this is a huge like huge reason why she's on here for feminism is she's a Christian. Um, I would not have a non-believer on here for this topic. Um, And I know that that might trigger a few people um, because yes, all voices should be heard and all that stuff. But feminism at its roots really uh, is a religious um, discussion. Um, especially if you, if you know God and his intentions for creating man and woman, um, it, you, it's impossible to have a conversation about feminism um, without it appropriately being discussed between God and some believers. Um, 
So that's the second reason why she's on. Uh, and then the third is that I think that even if we have some disagreements over the next hour or so, we can have a rational and educational dis- uh, conversation, especially since this is recorded and this is going to be sent over <laughs> yeah. uh, a few a few platforms. <laughs> so we're going to have to really watch what we're, what we're saying. Uh, and then the fourth one, this is a topic she wanted me to do, uh, and I feel like it is right to have her voice heard as well, which is the whole point of this, is to have us young people and our voices heard. Um, again, which is why more people will be on in the future. So now I'm done talking for now. Um, I'm going to let Taylor introduce herself a little bit. Um, the first question that I had for her was, uh, what's something that you think listeners or I should know about you before we start? Cool. So hello. Thank you for the introduction. There's not much more to say (laughs) after that. (laughs) Um, what's something that I think you guys should know? Well, I've been thinking about feminism even more recently and there's been a couple like medians that I've been asking people to start conversations about this because I feel like it's just a topic that the media is giving some aspects of it um, a lot of attention Um, but I feel like especially in the Christian community and just in like my friend group like we don't really talk about it very much so I like submitted it to Trenton's podcast because I was like man I'd love to hear some people have a conversation about it And then he was like, do you want to come on and have a conversation about it? And I was like, well, shoot, I guess so. (laughs) Um, Because honestly, I was kind of nervous to come on and voice my opinions because I'm always afraid that like my ideas will sound stupid or be wrong or um, so even though I can be very opinionated, I feel like a lot of times I do try to look for um, the other side of the argument. So anyways, I'm looking forward to having a conversation about this. And um, I don't I don't speak for all women. That's something that I wanted to say. Like, this sure. is just my yeah. voice. I don't want to be like, this is what feminists believe mm-hmm. because every single woman is going to have a different experience and different opinions about mm-hmm. this. So this is just one voice, but I hope that I honor women through this conversation because that would be my goal. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, second question then. Why did you want me to talk about feminism? Like, was there a reason why you wanted this on? Kind of like I mentioned earlier, it's just something, like, honestly, I am opinionated about it, but I am not convinced that my all my opinions are correct. And it's something that I just want to have conversations about. I feel like, um, to some people, feminism can be almost like a curse word like you know I feel like people either really think of super radical feminists and they think they're all wacko and crazy um yeah and kind of like you mentioned earlier like you didn't really know much about feminism but you assumed you'd disagree with it and I feel like that's what a lot of people a lot of people think whereas I think there are some aspects of feminism that I can get behind and some that I don't agree with absolutely so Mm -hmm. it's just something that I want to have a conversation about Sure. Wow, that was a really big bang that, that just really happened was. upstairs. <laughs> uh, and I apologize if you guys heard a little music in the background. My dad always calls me at like the worst times. And so he just called me now. Uh, and that kind of messed with the audio a little bit. Um, so now we're just going to roll into the actual feminist discussion. Um, I'll give my definition of feminism. And then I'll let you give your definition of feminism. Mine is a little long because I kind of like half stole it. Uh, from ohiohumanities.org. For the, so for those who try to attack me after this and say my definition was wrong, then you have to take it up with Ohio, um, <laughs> not with me. And I'm quoting them, um, half paraphrasing uh, this for pleasure, plagiarism's sake, like don't sue me. Um, so what is feminism? Feminism is a political, cultural, and economic movement intended to push for rights, privileges, and power within our society. Long has history been soaked with patriarchy, and feminism exists to grant the same benefits a man has to a woman. 
Feminism covers a multitude of topics. This idea has fought for higher wages, property, reproductive rights, voting, body integrity, protection from domestic violence and rape, workplace rights, and any other form of discrimination towards women. This historic movement can be split into three waves. The first takes place in 19th and 20th century. This movement fought for voting rights, uh, which is probably one of the most uh, popular things amongst the, the feminism and probably the most um, like highly achieved uh, for women. Women, too, uh, have a voice in politics. It does not just have to be a man's game. The second wave took place in the 60s and 70s. This wave of feminists brought, fought for equal legal and social rights. This wave, headed by Betty Friedan, an author, fought against the portrayal yet portrayal of a woman's role in society. Betty challenged our culture to realize that a woman is much more than just a stay-at-home mom. She also hypothesized that women are victims of the false belief that requires them to that requires them to find identity in their husbands and children. Essentially, they lose their individuality. Third wave feminism began in the early 1990s, responding to so-called failures and shortcomings of the second wave. This ideology seeks to challenge the definitions of femininity that grew out of the ideas of the second wave, arguing that the second wave overemphasized experiences of upper middle class white women. Uh, pretty much all that to say, because I'm not going to keep reading this, the third wave fights more for the race and the gender um, in, in, inequality that we experience because they believe that the, the, the second wave fought only for white women, uh, whereas the third wave is for all races, um, black, Asian, Native American. Um, so that's the third wave. And then now we see um, something emerging uh, that started around 2012, 2013, the infamous fourth wave. Um, I'm not going to dive deep into the fourth wave because the fourth wave is what we're living in now. So for those who probably follow a lot of conservatives on social media, I know I do, um, there's, there's a, lot of, um, a lot of criticism of the fourth wave, and we, can, we, can, we already know what they, what they stand for. They stand for um, probably something a little bit more extreme than what the first, second, and even I'd say the third wave stood for. So that's my definition. Taylor, your definition of feminism. Cool. So honestly, I was not surprised that Trenton had like an essay. His definition. <laughs> My definition is basically feminism is fighting for equality for women, which I think that's where it's really important that we draw that distinction. Because I have heard some people define fe feminism as, oh, well, isn't feminism just like trying to squash men and just take over their positions and take over their rights? No, not at all. It's literally just equality, like, and not not the same. Like, we don't want the exact same roles as men because I believe that women definitely have different roles. But that's why we want women's voice to be heard is because they're not the same as men. Mm -hmm. So we're not just like small men. That's something that I've sure. seen before, you know. Mm -hmm. So, just to kind of gauge where then you are at on the spectrum of, of feminism, because you said that you don't want exact like equal rights as as men. Mm -hmm. um, because that would probably actually be bad for society yeah, <laughs> if women got the same thing as men and if men got the same thing as women. Mm -hmm. um, so from, from what I see, I, I gave kind of more of a political definition, and I wanted to add history in there um, mm -hmm. just so people know where the roots of feminism are. Um, but there's also a religious view, obviously, um, and then there's the political view, and sometimes they can intermingle. So if, if I were to like draw a line from, like, the most extreme religious feminism opinions to the most extreme political um, opinions on feminism. Along that, that spectrum, where would you say like you land? 
So just ask for clarification on that religious feminism definition. Would you mm -hmm. um, define that as like women's roles are to be in the home and like the Bible says that women should be seen but not heard, essentially kind of like denim skirt? Sure. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's actually a really good point because, um, I mean, I was thinking of that feminism, um, but there's also a lot of feminism in the Bible where uh, women are empowered and God actually like uses some women right. um, purposely um, and, and not men because women would be more impactful in that role than a man would in that role. Um, so I guess then that, I guess that kind of branches off. Um, but I'll just say then that the the whole like women should be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. um, well, we'll go with like literal definition then as that, that far, uh, like the, the brinking point of religious um, views on, on feminism, um, because the, like the stories of women probably follow more in, in the middle, um, because like there's still some of that cultural stuff going on there, um, but also it's like it really isn't like that feminist. I guess according to like a political view of, or a political definition of feminism, where would you fall uh, on that? Yeah, I think it's hard to to say to see this like line, you know, mm -hmm. of like extreme, not extreme, um, because I honestly think there are just aspects, kind of like anything. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the more I have conversations about any political or religious issue, you just can't. It's not black and white. Sure. It just it can't be. So i don't know i'm kind of struggling to answer because i just think that there just are certain aspects that i agree with and certain aspects i don't i think that i i would definitely not identify with either extreme okay. with the religious extreme or the political extreme um so i you know to say that i fall in the middle is kind of a boring answer mm -hmm. um but i would i would like to think i guess that i fall in the middle sure yeah and that's um honestly probably where i would stand as well mm -hmm. um because you know, as, as I was thinking of the whole religious stuff, um, a lot of a lot of what we see in the Bible in relations to women um, is cultural, and like we, as Christians today, don't follow a lot of those rules. Um, even in just like the if you, you know if you catch a, a woman cheating with her husband, like a lot of that Old Testament stuff, like yeah. stone them and everything. And uh, even Jesus wasn't um, on on that boat yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they were gonna they were gonna stone the. Uh, the, the prostitute Mary and he and he told the Pharisees that um, if any of you find no sin in your lives, um, throw the first stone and they right. all dropped the stones and walked away. Um, and for me, it, like I wouldn't call Jesus a feminist <laughs> because uh, I've explained in previous episodes how um, I think when it comes to the the biblical like religious Moses's law and then like politics and like just this whole blender mixed of, of all that stuff um jesus was jesus he had his own he had his own like philosophy right. and everything um you follow jesus and jesus really didn't follow anything except god and so um to say to give jesus a label like feminist or conservative or liberal or anything like that is ignorant uh yeah. and it, it just wasn't who he was but if we were to give him a label which now this sounds really hypocritical he he would probably side with feminists on 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 that standpoint of like um we respect our women um they're not objects yeah. to us um men and um they play a role in society and in a man's life in in a spiritual life and in the church mm -hmm. um and they were given lots of roles <clears throat> in the church and in acts talks a little bit more about that too so yeah you're right there is a, a there's like a 
a fork in the road when it comes to religious feminism um, because there's a political side and then there's just uh, how God intended right. women to be. Um, and I think one thing for like me, what I forget is that Moses wasn't God and like he still lived in a society that we live in today. And so there was a lot of those different rules. I mean, we see our rules today. <clears throat> I mean, if the, if the Bible was written about today's times, people thousands of years down the road, um, they would look at us and be like, well, that was weird cultural stuff. Like we don't follow any yeah. of that stuff. So a lot of it is cultural. Right. Um, so after all the, the wave talk, um, if you were to like <clears throat> be in one of those waves, which wave do you, would you like identify most with? Yeah, um, I thought your description of the fourth wave was interesting. I'd be interested to hear more about those controversial. I'm assuming that you might be talking about the pro-choice movement in the fourth wave. Is that an aspect of it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, because I was reading up a little bit on the fourth wave too, and um, one one thing is the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. which is something that I would definitely support the Me Too movement sure. um, because I think, like, essentially for me like the things that I really care about and in, in feminism and want to have conversations about is first of all just women just want to be heard mm -hmm. like that's all we want to be heard without having to prove ourselves first um and then another thing is just a recognition that women just experience the world in a different way than men and I think the me too movement does a really good job of just like shining light on that and just like hey like and this and this also I I also want to bring this up um the feminist movement isn't just like, wow, men, you need to listen to us and get this right. Like, this goes for other women, too. Like, this is a conversation everyone needs to be having. So mm -hmm. with the Me Too movement, like, that was huge for me. <laughs> for me, too. Uh, <laughs> that, that was huge for other women to see, like, wow, I, I didn't realize what an issue this was. It isn't yeah. just like, oh, okay, so the men see that they're, yeah. all women are being raped or whatever. So It was an eye-opener for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So um, that's something with the fourth wave that I, that I would support. Mm -hmm. um, but... The third wave, talking about, um, like, something I really appreciate about the feminist movement is just the self-awareness to say, like, feminism isn't the only issue that we should be talking about. In fact, like, racism is probably a way bigger issue to mm -hmm. be talking about, and we need to be shining light on that political conversation as well. Um, because, like, I'm a white woman in the U.S. Like, yep. <laughs> do, I, do I really have, like, this is not a conversation about how I'm so oppressed, like, please pity me. Yeah. But I think it still is a valid conversation to be having because mm -hmm. I, I don't think that, and it's not even so much equality, like I mentioned earlier, like we just want to be heard. Like, sure. And I think that will happen through conversations like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So going back to the, to the beginning, uh, your, your question of clarification on the fourth wave, mm -hmm. um, that I, I would say part of that stuff is a part of the fourth wave. I'd say that stuff is more the more of a transition between like the third and fourth. Cause I can see sure. the third fighting for a lot of that too. Um, just, I mean, for instance, um, what happened with um, the Clinton, uh, all that, all that stuff, and and just how, like how women were, were treated um, by by our government, and how he was almost impeached, you know, for that, and like, I don't, I don't know a whole lot on like how feminists reacted then because I was only like I don't know one or two years old when yeah, that happened, right. um, but I do consider that to be like a part of like a feminist movement of like. Um, that's not treating women right. It's not treating your wife right, and yeah. you're not treating the the woman that you're having do these things for you right either. Right. Um, you're using them. Um, with the fourth wave, uh, I think when when the discussion of feminism comes up with 
me and my conservative friends is not so much the Me Too movement um, or the, uh, what's the other movement that you... I mentioned pro-choice. Yeah, pro-choice. Um, because for, for us, I mean, the, the pro-choice is kind of just a, like a duh. Like, yeah. We, 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 should be, we should be pro-life, although I, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit um, sure. if it comes up. Um, I think what we see now a lot, and I actually saw pictures of the internet of people in the, the fourth wave, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a little out of control <laughs> where it yeah. isn't now like this is feminism it's it's kind of like just this uh hate culture and sure. like this you need to tolerate me and i don't tolerate you type thing um and just like i mean i'm seeing like furries and now yeah. <clears throat> now men can identify as feminists but not as in like i support women's rights it's like no i'm a man who identifies as a woman and i want the same thing yeah. that a woman has and yeah. like now all that's part of the fourth wave too and like that stuff has really covered up what like the Me Too movement really sure. stands for, and what the, the the pro-choice stands for, and that's all we see now is just a bunch of, to say bluntly, a bunch of idiots running around wearing these Halloween costumes all year around, sure. and yeah. claiming to be a part of some political affiliation. And um, I, I think um, my personal opinion on that is, you know, when you look at the first wave. Um, and, and the fourth wave, like that's a huge disrespect to what those women yeah. fought for um, and what, what they tried to gain um, because now I feel like they're just abusing that. And even in the second wave, I mean, there's some things. Well, once we get to the second wave, I start to have some differences with sure. feminism. I agree 100% with what the first wave um, did, uh, did the, the right to vote, um, the whole if you're married, um, that's your property as well. It's not just a man's yeah. property. <laughs> um, like, I agree with all of that. Um, and then once we get to the, to the second wave and um, some of those things, I have some differences. But, like, even then, like, with the second wave, I feel like I feel like I can stand more with the second wave than I can with the fourth wave. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot harder to stand with feminists as they, as they increase in waves. Like, I don't, know, I don't even know what... I don't want to know what to f- the fifth wave is going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. when that when that comes. I'm not even sure I want to be alive <laughs> when the fifth wave comes around yeah. um, because it's it's it feels like a hate culture. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on what you're what we're seeing now, like in regards to that stuff? Right, right, yeah, and I think I think the fourth wave and I, you know it all comes back down to just how our culture is shifting, you mm-hmm. know, and just because our world is so, so different than it was 144 years ago when you know women had the right to vote. Yeah. So, um, and I think that definitely feminism is becoming a different conversation because of the, all the gender issues in our society. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to even know how to, how to interact. Um, partially because like one thing about feminism is just the biological differences between men and women. I was um, listening to a TED talk talking about how like sports sciences like don't do studies on women's bodies. Like women are expected to train the same way as men because scientists aren't actually like testing to see like how your period could affect your like training as an athlete. So Mm -hmm. anyways, like feminism has a lot to do with like your biology. So I think once we get into the gender issues, the conversation has changed. It gets a lot more muddy. So I think that is so true about the fourth movement or the fourth wave of feminism that it's, it's getting a lot, um, it's getting a lot muddier. And this is a jumping ahead a little bit um, to kind of like maybe some things I disagree with or see are wrong in the feminist movement. And I think this goes for any movement you can, absolutely go too far and it's really easy to do that Mm -hmm. and I think especially when the feminist movement we've had a lot of victories 
there's a lot of things like, you know, you were mentioning the first wave, like yeah. we've made so much progress. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, I'm a white woman in the US. Like this is not about oppression. And I think, I think maybe feminists, when, when we're getting to the point that we're pushing too far, like it's becoming a hate culture, we're starting to put down, like if we start to put down the equality of men, like if we're starting to squash men's rights mm -hmm. and like demean them, we are doing the exact opposite of what the feminist movement is setting out to do. Yeah. That's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. You're just making backwards progress at that at yeah. that point. So I think that like as feminists, we need to watch and like see, okay, maybe we should be directing our attention to something else. And that's not to say that we should drop the conversation of feminism altogether, because I think it's still, I think that men and women should have conversations, and this is a whole other aspect of feminism, is the over-sexualization of women in our culture mm -hmm. in general that makes conversations between men and women difficult. Yeah. But I think that we should fight to have those conversations and then just continue those conversations like any friendship or you know relational beings we should just be talking about the differences between men and women sure. maybe maybe even steering away from a political movement that takes mm -hmm. marches and you know rallies and all of this stuff so. sure yeah and so sort of where i guess my thought process is, is what like with the fourth wave is um like what more can we like can we do you yeah because the first the second the third wave they did achieve a lot and like you sort of mentioned, um, the, the fourth wave is kind of um, backpedaling yeah. all of that. Um, feminism was about, you know, the, the woman and like yeah. everything that she could achieve through society economically. Um, I mean, yes, even body image uh, and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And although <clears throat> and the, I think that the fourth wave talks a little bit about body image, too, um, and like economics and stuff like that. But. It's just uh, like a give me, give me, give me. Let me be who I want to be. Um, and if you have a problem with that, then you have to um, like cancel culture is what is what us conservatives sure. call it. Is you're, you're you're canceled. So every time that you, I, I one one thing that I'm thinking about right now is just like the whole obesity culture, yeah. where it's like this is my body. I'm comfortable in the skin I'm in. Um, and if you if you hate on that, then uh, like you're a bigot. And like this is this is my body. Who are you to say what I do with my body? And that's that was a feminist movement in the in the the second wave. Like this is my body. Let me do what I want right. with my body. And um, a problem that that I have with that was like, yeah, you're right. It is your body, and it is your choice to do with you mm -hmm. what you want with it. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't say that what you're doing is damaging your body, right. and it's gonna kill you. And it's not the way that God intended for you to use your body at all, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah, it, it, we just as conservatives are like, wow, what is going on with this, with this new culture that's going on? Like, are they really yeah. achieving anything? Um, okay, yes, I would like to talk about that because I think that is a huge aspect of feminism and this whole body image topic is, I, I think this is actually, yeah, I think this is something that we're just starting, honestly. Mm -hmm. And okay, so I think like anything, there's these extremes. And you mentioned the like obesity. Yeah. Um, and saying like, this is my body, like how could you judge me for this? I think that absolutely, I am all about health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be healthy. Yep. And I think you can take it too far and being like, I'm obese, you know, I'm living a completely unhealthy lifestyle, but you can't judge me. Mm -hmm. um, however, I think that we can't, we can't go to the extreme and then not talk about this issue because of the extremes. Because there's extremes in every issue. Um, 
And something that I have been so encouraged by and something I have struggled with is this topic of body image because I know countless completely healthy women who (laughs) are just, and I think this is something that maybe men don't understand as much, Mm -hmm. just this like, the first of all, like the slut shaming is one aspect of it, but also just this like over sexualization of women, like you can't be heard Mm -hmm. unless you have you're conforming to this this sure. beauty culture unless you look like hollywood yeah exactly yeah. and i think it's it's very stereotypical but i think it's also insane how prevalent this is mm-hmm. and and i scare myself because sometimes i look at pictures of myself a few years ago and i remember like the thoughts that i had about like oh my gosh i am fat like mm-hmm. i am overweight like i am so unhealthy and i look back and i think oh my goodness like how like yeah. what was wrong <laughs> what who was speaking this into me that was yeah. just baloney mm-hmm. so i think and i um have been so encouraged and my life has been changed by influencers stepping up and talking about this mm-hmm. and like posting pictures and saying like hey girls like i i want to tell you the truth mm-hmm. and and you know i think we have to watch that extreme we have to watch that extreme of like yes we're talking about health but we're also talking about like this mental health issue too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that that is an aspect of this feminist culture that I think I can really, really get behind. And yeah, I yeah, no, that that I think is a a good thing to to be behind because I do think that women should be um, happy with their bodies, um, whether they're uh, whether they look like Hollywood or whether they don't. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. It, it really is. It's hard to actually find words to say something that wouldn't insult somebody like yeah. if I were to say like whether you're you're fat or you're skinny because who determines what like right. like it's culture because you know culture determines what's fat and what's skinny if you're over you know the if you're over 100 and I don't know 90 pounds like are you are you fat or yeah. you know like and I know that the science can prove some of that mm-hmm. um but we are always like decaying people and so it's like how much of that uh like is is, is a balance out because um i mean for me I'm, I'm i'm really skinny and so for some people to be like wow you need to put some meat on your bones and for other people it's like man i wish i was that skinny yeah. like i hear both sides and so it, it's just kind of like well i'm kind of just me <laughs> like yeah. i haven't really done anything to change it. and i know that some people they can't um, especially for for women, uh, and it is science. Um, it is harder to to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and that to all those women, I would just say like right now that uh, that's just the way that God made you, and you don't have to like listen to that kind of culture because. And what I, one thing I do like about um, like Hollywood, Hollywood, and I think I think the comedy side got this right, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I think they got it right because they make fun of it like secretly. Is you know you see like. Um, What's the actress's name? McCarthy. Is it Martha? Oh, M- Melissa. Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a little bit more on the heavy set side. Yeah. And she's in a lot of comedies. Um, and you don't see her, uh, you know, on the on the on like the GQ magazine or yeah. anything like that. Um, but like, she's really well known. People really like her. Yeah. Um, but it, I, it would be nicer to just see like normal people in in movies, right? In, in, in stuff, just seeing people who don't care and it, once again like this is where it's like there's just this back and forth game because it, mm-hmm. you know when you're when the movie's trying to do something say you're trying to portray somebody in the 60s well 
you know, there's a there's a certain body image in the 60s. So you got to yeah. get your actors and your actresses to look like that. Um, and then culture sees that and like, that's how I'm supposed to look like. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, no, that's how they looked like then. Right. Or even now, when you see a movie today, I mean, I hate Baywatch. But, like, that movie is all about image yeah. it's not even a funny movie yeah. <laughs> it's really just stupid um but it's all about image you got these really just built bald you know really flowing hair looking men yeah. uh, and then you've got these really attractive women in just these skimpy clothing with yeah. a lot of curves on them and, and it's pretty much culture scene like this is what you're supposed to look like mm-hmm. and so i can totally get behind the, the whole body image thing mm-hmm. um let's stick to the body topic the whole pro-life, pro-choice thing. Right. Where do you stand on that? Um, I, I'm pro-life, and I think... I It's it's almost difficult for me to engage in this topic because, I, like you mentioned earlier, it's kind of, for conservatives, I feel like it's kind of like a duh mm-hmm. thing. And it's, it's, it's hard for me to engage in this topic because I don't even understand. Like, I don't even understand where, and uh, you know, for me to state my pro-life opinion right now, I know anyone who's pro-choice listening is just going to be like, oh, it's just another pro-lifer, yeah. you know, because <laughs> like as, as a pro-life person, when I, when someone who's pro-choice says, it's my body, my choice, like I think, no, like you have another human, mm-hmm. so it's their body, not our yeah. choice. Kind of feel like a broken record. I know, right? So <laughs> it's a, for honestly, like, I'll just say I'm pro-life. You probably expected I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's probably a topic for or a discussion for another topic. If sure. We can talk about that. Um, yeah, and I, I I agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I so because last year, um, not last year. This was still this year. I, I go by like years with like when school starts. Yeah, I feel. Now. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, so last was it was like May or June. Um, it was, I think it was Alabama or Georgia. I think it was Alabama that passed that abortion is illegal yeah. in, in their state. Um, how do you how do you feel about that? Like not even allowing women to, because so where, where I like where I stand, like I might be a little bit more libertarian than I think. Sure. Where it's like, yes, this is what the Bible says. Um, obviously, as Christians, we are pro life because we believe that God created life. Yeah. He knitted us in our wombs in it in our mother's wombs, um, and and even like with drugs and all this stuff like we know it's bad and everything but God gave us a choice um, and he even gave us a choice to either accept or decline salvation like that's not forced upon us mm-hmm. and so like with the government one thing that I've always struggled with was like well yeah I know that this is wrong but should the government be saying like this is wrong even though I, I know it's wrong for, for people who don't know it's wrong are you following following me? Yeah, a bit? I am following. I'm struggling to come up with an answer to this. Because I yeah. I agree that there's actually one circumstance where I think that, and I I say I say abortion, but I don't say it lightly. Yeah. Is is okay, and the the one circumstance was, it was, it was it was a young girl who who happened to be raped, and it's not it wasn't the fact that she was raped that I think that that abortion was okay but it, because she was so young the the pregnancy w- would have killed her hmm. and so it was either her or the um or the baby that to die and and and, and where I, like where i say on that it's like it's torn because like no you don't 
and which is why I say like I don't say this lightly. It's not like a, oh well, obviously like abort. abort so, baby. Yeah, yeah, so right. you can save the girl. I, I don't say that lightly, but if like if it was if like it was my wife, of rape. yeah, That's like if it was if it was my wife and it, yeah. if it was either her or the baby, um, I would I'd want my wife to live. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. and the conclusion that I came to um, with with that whole thought process way back then um, at the beginning of summer was um, ultimately that's the woman's choice for for her to decide whether or not she wants to die to save the baby <laughs> or allow the allow the baby to to die for her to be saved right so what what would your thoughts be on like on that just like with the whole Alabama like yeah and tying yeah, in like, with all that stuff yeah. like it's illegal but it's like okay but there are some circumstances where I think it's hard because <laughs> for yes there are cases like mm-hmm. very specific cases where it'd be like yeah aborting the baby probably would be the choice yeah. that we should give the woman to make in that instance uh-huh. I think it's hard to say okay well then because of those cases that are few and far between honestly yeah let's true. legalize abortion so that we can be killing thousands of babies mm-hmm. daily sure you know, I feel like that's another, kind of as I mentioned earlier, like, you've got the extremes. Yeah. Pretty much in any issue, we've got to find that middle ground. So yep. maybe, you know, we need to have a caveat to that law be through a, you know, long procedure of some sort that we could yeah. d- determine if this abortion would be. Yeah. And and when I, when I say, when I bring up this scenario, I don't mean, like, she is on the like on the table ready to give birth yeah. i mean like this has to be discovered in like first or second term where right. it's like this baby's gonna kill you yeah. yeah because that I, I don't know there there's something a little i think a little bit more all abortion is wrong um i'm 100 behind that but there's something a little bit more cynical when i hear somebody being like oh yeah all the way up until like the very last day of third trimester is okay um then someone who's like oh just take a plan b the next morning you know, yeah, like I, I, right. I do view those people a little differently. Yeah. Um, because yes, both are killing, but it's just like the context, the way right. that you, the way that you do that. Um, so I just want, I just want to know your thoughts on, on that, the whole pro life, because I know that it could be a completely different episode. Yeah. Um, but it does fall under feminism. It does. Yeah. In, in the my, the my body type thing. Right. So I know that you talked a little bit about, um, like, your ideas a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and just like it, it appears that you agree with. A lot of all the waves um, to a certain extent mm-hmm. um, and then there's some things about each wave where it's like I don't stand with that yeah. which I think is good it's it's critical thinking it's it's not succumbing to like oh yeah I'm just a, a robot following yeah following. I'm just a feminist yeah, I'm a feminist. yeah. exactly yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of people out there is like I'm 100% feminist and it's like yeah. really like do you, do you think about re- yeah do you that think means? about <laughs> yeah. what, it, what that could like the effects it could have on society like right. all of them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like you said with every movement I'm not 100% on everything. Yeah. I'm 100% Christian, and that's the only thing that I can be 100%. Right. <clears throat> Even when it comes to you know be, me being a conservative, I know that in high school people saw me as a conservative thing. I was not afraid to raise my hand and be like, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes I was the one wrong, but yeah. I'm not even 100% conservative. There's some things that I definitely fall more liberal. And I, feminism might be one of those topics. The more I think about it, the more I, I uh, pick apart my ideas. Right. Um, but anyways, as you uh, talked about those views, how do you like you personally like want to see those views like be achieved, in, either personally in your own life or um, in like on a, on a grand scale like world like sure. or just in our community, Saint Cloud like. 
Yeah, I think that my my views of feminism are pretty local, honestly. Like, I, sure. I think that what what I really want to achieve is just conversation, kind of as I mentioned earlier, just like this realization that the experiences of men and women are different. And then also I think that these conversations would produce kind of a cultural shift because I think we all have this implicit bias about women, women included. Like, this isn't just like a men's issue. Um, so, and I think that would only really be solved just through conversation between and relationships between individuals. Um, kind of one story that came to mind and just things that have frustrated me in the past. Um, this summer I was working, I was like a teacher for a great theater, like theater camps. So mm-hmm. um, I was involved, or I was, my job was to entertain and wrangle children for like eight hours a day. <coughs> Parents would drop them off and they'd Sounds trust me. No, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> they were like four and five year olds. So Gross. yeah, parents would tr- entrust their kids to me. Most of the summer I worked with just one other coworker. It was a guy, like 19, kind of a big guy. Um, and then there was one week of the summer that he took off and I worked with another girl. And <laughs> we, that week was hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not because of my coworker, it was because of the parents. Hmm. And the parents, there was this one interaction that we had, either kids, they're four and five years old, they touch each other, they wrestle, whatever, mm-hmm. they're kids. Yep. There was one interaction that like a girl went home and told her parents that another girl like hit her or something, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever you know, as instructors, we should be watching every interaction between the kids. We've got 25 of them. Like, you know, we can't be seeing every single thing. Mm -hmm. So we got a call from the parent and she just chewed out my coworker, swore at her, yelled at her, said she had no control over the children. My Mm -hmm. coworker got off the phone and she was in tears at the end. She was like, I don't know what to say to this woman. She will not respect me. Um, and I, the next week, you know, we had this, it was just a fiasco the whole week. We, our boss was, it had to come to camp the next day to like be there. Cause he was afraid of like what these parents would come yeah. in and like do to us or whatever. So, um, the next week I was back with my male coworker again. And I was like, you would not believe what happened to us last week. The rest of the summer, we didn't have any other issues the week, the weeks I was with him. Huh. Um, and I just thought it was so interesting because I was like, if, if my coworker Colin had been there that week, would that have happened to us? Would yeah. that woman have chewed us out like that? Or would she have trusted us? Yeah. And I think it's so interesting because men and women both have strengths. So yeah. I saw that really complimented well having a male coworker throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think that God gave women the gift of nurturing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, those camps were just as fine when we had two yeah. women working as teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that yeah, so I just, I thought that that's a, that's kind of been an experience of a lot of my life. It's sure. not really something that you label as like, oh, this is because I'm a woman. But for some reason that, since it was such a clear, it was like a focus group. Yeah. Me working with a male coworker, me working with a female coworker. And I just yeah. thought that the experiences that week were very, very different. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this is all kind of talking about the goals. The goals is like to kind of just destroy this implicit bias mm-hmm. that, that women have. Um, to realize that we experience the world differently than other men and that's kind of that's why I get behind the Me Too movement so much that's why I want to start conversations about body image because I think that's a conversation that like men aren't even aware of Mm -hmm. like um, I've talked to my brother a lot about stuff as we've gotten older and we're both adults now and he's been shocked to hear Mm -hmm. like that this is something that I've struggled with he's like oh I've always thought you were skinny and fit or whatever like you've you've struggled with this like 
men don't even realize or like you know I've been on dates with guys and they've been surprised to hear like that like just about like the fear of just like walking at night like yeah. or they'll be like oh I went on a night run last night what yeah are you kidding me I can't go out past 6 p.m. in the winter like yeah. without my mace on me like yeah and, and especially I think here in St. Cloud right especially in St. Cloud depending <laughs> on what side of town you're on right I don't blame you yeah yeah so I think just more conversations about that and then also just we just want to be heard. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's just the main goal is just wanting to be heard without having to prove first. And like, you know, sometimes I see this, I think athletics is a great way to like give an example of this. Like you'll be playing a sports game or something with a bunch of guys. Maybe there's a couple of other girls there and you finally throw a really good pass or you run fast enough or something. And all the guys are like, oh, cool. Like you can do this. Yeah. And then they start throwing you the ball. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it can be in conversation sometimes, too. I think guys kind of assume at first that maybe, and this this isn't like an attack at guys, this doesn't go for everyone, but like, I think there is an implicit bias in our culture of like, uh, you might not even realize it, but you know, maybe the woman doesn't really have much to say here, and then you say something that's clever or witty or yeah. smart, and then everyone's kind of like, oh, cool, you can enter the conversation now. Yeah. And it's just kind of frustrating that you have to prove yourself mm -hmm. before you even yeah. start talking sometimes so I think that's just another goal personal goal of feminism just have conversations to like kind of recognize this implicit bias so we can be conscious of it and mm -hmm. be working to overcome it in the future sure um, so one thing in that because when I took uh, my social just injustice whatever diversity class yes. um, mm -hmm. I was pissed every single day that I walked yeah. out of that class yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and one one of the things that I was pissed about uh -huh. was they'd say the same thing was um like we just want to be heard like we just want you to you know just hear us out and it's like okay i i hear you <laughs> like <laughs> loud and clear and it's not just on like feminism it's on sexism and racism yeah. and all of this like and they use like implicit you know a, a lot and yeah. like just like oh it's just all in your unconscious you just don't know you're being racist or you don't know and it's like I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand um, actually everything that you said about the man not understanding like a, a woman in just like those terms, the whole in athletics and yeah. walking late at night. Um, I actually do understand all that and I can get behind all that. Yeah. Um, and racism and all that can be talked about at a later later episode. But I want, I, the biggest thing that I, I struggled with was like, okay, I hear you. And whether I disagree with you or agree with you, um, like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, how much more hearing do I have to do? And I think that's one thing that uh, conservative culture is getting really sick of. It's is they're saying, I hear exactly what you're saying, um, but there's nothing that me as an individual can do about it. Like, yeah. I, and I'd say that yes and no to to that. Um, me as an individual, um, I make sure that. M you know, my wife isn't out late at night yeah. um, or home alone late at night. That's another reason why I stayed home last night was because she was going to be here by herself all night. Yeah. Um, and it's a reason why I don't want to go to Chicago. It's because I know that she's going to be scared every day yeah. <laughs> that she's walking on the streets because um, she's not used to big city. And so, like, there, there are those ways, but even in just, um, you know, people who don't have those uh maybe someone who doesn't have a wife like a, sing a single guy who doesn't play sports yeah. you know he just hear it he just hears it all the time and it's you know feminism this feminism that and he's thinking well like I understand all this and I agree it's an issue what am I supposed to do about it so like what would what would your response be when someone says like I am I am listening to you um, 
how much more listening do I have to do or what do you want me to do about it? Sure. Um, yeah, I think that's super valid point. Um, I don't know, like honestly, when, when you say like, yeah, I've, I've listened, I think, I think dismissing it, I think that's mm. kind of a dismissive tone to be like, gosh, I've listened. What yeah. more do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. And like, I think, I think, well, by saying that you're kind of taking a step in the wrong direction. Whereas by listening, you were taking a step in the right direction. Yeah. And that's something that I had kind of thought about and put down in my notes here. It was just like, um, just wanted to say like, thank you to the men in my life who have listened. I've told, I've had conversations with them and they're like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. Or like, Oh, I'm really sorry that society has viewed you that way. I just want you to know that I've always thought you were beautiful and like, so empathy is yeah empathy really and and sometimes like i think like the feminist jokes sometimes i've sometimes they piss i didn't remember that 2016 interaction but um, i remember the weirdest things yeah 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 but i do remember other interactions um where i've been frustrated by feminist jokes but um actually my coworker from this summer we had a lot of fun this summer making feminist jokes and Mm -hmm. we and the thing was because i could see that he understood Mm-hmm. Like he was, and he wasn't undermining in any way. Like he was like yeah. actually getting it. And we joked the whole summer. We were like, man, if someone walked in and heard this conversation, they'd probably mm-hmm. be like these bigoted people. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we just would like, I don't know. And I think, I think it is the empathy that, that comes out sure. with that. And actually just being like, I see it. Like, not only do I just hear your opinion, I not to say like, oh, I hear what you're telling me. I hear what you're telling me to, but to say, I hear what you're telling me. And yeah, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've seen the interactions that you've had with guys on the streets that would make me feel pretty scared too. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen the way that those parents treated you at work. That was messed up. Like, to say, to show that, like, to show that you're receiving the information because you're, you're looking, like, you're seeing it, not just hearing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think that's, I think that is a good, uh, good approach as, as a listener is, um, for me, I struggle with just listening. Yeah. Um, I hear something, um, and I want to do something about it immediately. Yeah. Um, whether I'm talking with Ezra and there's a problem that, that comes up, it's like, I'm going to solve this now. Um, or if it's at work, a, a, a problem comes up, it's like, I'm going to solve this right here and now. I'm not going to wait for anybody. It's just going to get done with that way I can continue on with the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, when I, when I do hear that, it's like, well... I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. Am I supposed to, you know, take a bus through the, the city of St. Cloud and just pick up all of the women and make sure like, hey, you're not going to be alone yeah. tonight walking streets. That's more creepy than, yeah. than you know. Yeah. And so I, I do like that um, that solution is, is if if men and women were just more empathetic towards towards mm-hmm. each other um, and and sympathetic if, if they've also experienced those yeah. um those examples then I I think that it would probably bring up more of an awareness yeah um and I I don't one thing that I think that so that's on this side the listening side that I think damages it on the people saying you need to hear me I think they sometimes they come on too strong yeah um media for me is probably the biggest example you turn on the news and it's there and it's like I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I just got home from work or I just woke up. Like, I'm not going to start my day off with this right. crap. And I think that sometimes it's just like pushed too much into that extreme mm-hmm. where maybe like in reality, um, feminism, like the problems of feminism, I'm, I'm not saying that they're uh, like over exaggerating, but maybe they're not as bad, if you know what I yeah, yeah. mean. Like, it's more of a, it is like with feminism, 
so with racism, they'd say that racism is a social, like it's a social construct that's going on. Yeah. Um, feminism, I think, is pro- is more of a like an individual and like all of them racism it's like more mm-hmm. on the individual it's really nothing to do with society it's just like a few individuals here and there when they see it do something about it and if everyone does that then it becomes social right but yeah. it's it's not um it's not that and so when people say well it's just a social construct and you're you're just really unaware it's like actually i am unaware and i'm doing about i'm doing something about it in my own personal life you just got to get that guy to do something about it yeah Yeah, I think that's important to kind of, and I think I mentioned this earlier, that like, I I don't know if this is so much a social justice issue of like this big, like change needs to be happened, like like legislative change and like all of this. Honestly, like I think it would be really good, like if you feel strongly about feminism, kind of direct that passion towards another issue. Find something else you're passionate about because I think it's important that as feminists we keep our perspective Mm -hmm. because that's how we, stray away from that fourth wave like getting too much to the extreme and then but at the same time still continue to have these conversations and Mm -hmm. um i just wanted to commend what you mentioned earlier about like i think you are doing something about your listening in the way that you just like consciously didn't go out late last night because you didn't want to leave your wife here Mm -hmm. like that's that's I really think that's all women are asking for, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, just like this consciousness of like and that'll come through conversations to be like, oh, you you aren't comfortable when I do that. Mm -hmm. Here, let me help you. I'll just stay home. Yeah. You know, like and and you came to that conclusion by listening to your wife Mm -hmm. probably mention at some point, yeah, I don't know if I feel super safe by myself in the apartment at Mm -hmm. midnight. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think that there is action. They're small things, kind of insignificant that cumulatively mm-hmm. would bring about the change that we're looking yeah. for and with the you know the whole like legislation stuff i mean the more and more i talk the more i see myself as a libertarian this is kind of scary but <laughs> <laughs> um i think the government should stay out of our like our social problems mm-hmm. um because then they're then they're corrupting society and they're taking control over it um and so i agree the feminists um shouldn't run to legislators mm-hmm. <laughs> and say like i want a law in place they like i understand the discriminatory laws yeah yeah um, and like right to vote yeah that sort of, yeah that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. that is completely 100 percent acceptable right but then when it gets down to you know like the, just the the small stuff like i don't think that it's necessary for someone running for um office has to say um i am a supporter of the lgbtq community or i am a feminist or anything like that it, because it's like cool <laughs> like yeah uh, I'm a podcaster <laughs> like, <laughs> sick <laughs> like, you know, I don't really care because th- all all of those issues really have been like solved until another issue arises where it's like um, no your rights are being violated and that's why we have the Constitution looking at those rights and women's rights were being violated when they say that all men are created equal well men and women (laughs) are created equal and so that was a um a violation and and it was amended into the the constitution because they're like oh we missed we missed a part but like right now what what i mean you could disagree with me what i'm what i'm seeing right now with the majority of the feminist movement is um like it's it's not constitutional it's just this individual stuff where um it just comes down to like local society and not the nation as a whole and if it's solved locally then it'll be solved uh nationwide yeah but they're looking at nationwide first hoping that it'll solve their local problems yeah and they're really not doing a whole lot about it yeah and you can respond to that if you if you'd like i don't know if you agree or disagree um no i i think that i would agree with sure what you said there yeah 
Um, so we may have already talked about this a little bit, but mm-hmm. your thoughts on how media portrays feminism, like? Yes. I've, I've, I've shared my opinions. How do you think they, do you think they're damaging it? Do you think they're doing well? Because I think they're damaging it, but. Yeah, so by media, do you mean more like the broader, like, news? Yeah, I mean. Not like, like social media, because not like individuals. Well, or, I th- or both. For, for social media, it could be both. I guess yeah. for social media, because social media is a little bit more shaky, because yeah. what you follow on Instagram and what I follow on Instagram are two totally separate things. Exactly. So what I see on Instagram when I scroll through is um, I see feminists attacking Trump supporters. Yeah. And it's like that's not feminism (laughs) and so it it angers me not because I'm a Trump supporter but because it's like that's just a human being being mean to another human being for what they believe in and then if the if the mega hat wearer was to do that to the feminist yeah holy crap (laughs) the world is going to explode a different response (laughs) yeah and so So and that's what I see and I don't know what you see if you see more um more of the positive side of feminism yeah uh, no, honestly, I don't. I don't okay. love what media is doing because um, I think I think that, and also, like what I see on media is completely different than what you see too. So this is just from what I've seen on media. I feel like I I see a lot of attention on the pro-choice movement, mm-hmm. and also I feel like the the cry of feminism right now is just within that my body, my choice. Like, yeah. let me have sex with whoever I want to. Mm-hmm. Don't shame me for it. Don't slut shame me for it. Um, which, as a Christian, obviously I have um, problems with. Some issues with that. Yeah, but I also think that, like, something that I really would want to support about the feminist w- movement is going away from this just over-sexualizing of women in general. Yeah. And um, I think that by... I think that a lot of the way that feminists are, are like, portrayed in media right now is still just over-sexualizing them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think feminists are really helping with that. Um, by this whole conversation about my body, my choice, um, and just yeah. So with with that, then like the whole um, over sexualization, because yes. in, the, in the second wave it was about body image, uh-huh. um, and like this is my body, and like when you look at like models on Instagram and thing, you know it's it's always these happy little messages, and it's like be comfortable yeah. with in the skin you're in, and for me it's like easy for you to yeah, say, right. like <laughs> you're, you're one of the among like top 100 most attractive people in the world, yeah right, you know say that to. Yeah. You know, someone who works down at this local gas station who, you know, is really struggling with life and doesn't have everything that you have. Like, that is ignorant, I think, to say. And so, and you tell me if if, um, if I'm wrong and, like, what I'm hearing in, in like, what you're saying is... uh, what what they fought for was was really good in the sixties and seventies, but now it's kind of backfired. Yeah, because, a bit, yeah. because they're like, this is this is my body, like I'm comfortable in it, like yeah. let me be who I want to be in it. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, okay, well now women are over sexualized, and it could it could be a small percentage of the reason why we're seeing a lot of assaults, a lot of sexual right. assault, why we're seeing a lot of guys being addicted to pornography, yeah. and because it's it's everywhere. I mean, <sighs> yes. as a guy who like is like, okay, I want to be you know, 100% for my wife. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go on this website. And then you're just driving down and then you see a billboard for Victoria's Secret. Yeah, no, you're just like dodging it everywhere yeah. you go. And it's yeah. like, great. I was doing good all morning until I like walked out of my house. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and then, wasn't trying to interact with yeah, this. Yeah, and then it's, yeah. just, it's just there. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that what you say? It's like backpedaling? Uh, yeah, a little, little bit. bit. Like, because I feel like this, I think that the body image because I feel like I feel like feminists are using this body image as like 
even if I am you know, overweight, I still want to have sex. I feel like it's kind of like what feminists yeah. are saying. Whereas for me, body images, even though I might not look like a model, it shouldn't matter because mm -hmm. I have a voice that I want to be heard for opinions that don't have anything to do with yeah. sexualizing me. Yeah. And I want to be able to have conversations with anyone because not all life should just be about sex, essentially, yeah. you know? And that's what culture makes it out to it be. It does, so. and especially in the U.S., it's just, like, mm -hmm. sickening. And I was thinking about this morning, like, the whole dress code thing, oh. too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, like, such an over-sexualization, and we're starting that message so young by being, like, in middle school, like, girls, your shoulders are sexual. Mm -hmm. Like, like this whole, like... Um, so I, now I'm seeing both spectrums. Some yeah. people are being, like that's too sexual mm -hmm. and then other people were like that's not sexual enough yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like you need more skin and uh, these people were like that's way too much skin that you're showing and so yeah right. i can i can see both and there needs to be this this healthy middle i would just take the focus off of it or just take the focus that's, off i feel just like stop. that's what it needs yeah just stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and i can i can see, i can see that and i i think that if i were to have like an answer or response to that is it would I think it comes down between the relationship between, um, be between like a father mm -hmm. and, and, and his daughters. Um, because I mean, I have two sisters, yeah. you already know that. Yeah. Um, and in, in my household, you know, the whole like shoulder, like that doesn't matter to my yeah. family. A, a Tori wears holes in her jeans. In fact, she refuses to buy a pair of jeans if it doesn't have holes in it. <laughs> so yeah. like there, it, and my parents don't care about that stuff. Yeah. Um, but there is kind of like a dress code in my family where it's like if they're going to buy a dress, like my mom has to see him wear the dress first yeah. and to make sure that it's not showing too much of any of the private parts or yeah. anything like that. Um, or, you know, to make sure that when they lean over, the dress isn't just going to fall off. Right, yeah. And, and so I think that, I think that culture should stay maybe out of it yeah. and just let families hmm. decide. But there's also, I can also see negatives happening there because there's fathers who really don't give a crap about what their daughters wear. Right, yeah. And, and so I think it's just a, one of those things where my excuse is, well, there's sin in the world and it's just going to keep existing. I was literally yeah. just about to say, unfortunately, we live it's in a just, sinful world. It's and just going to happen. It's messy. Everything's messy. Nothing's going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what, as we kind of come to the conclusion that... Uh, all of this talk. I mean, it's been good talk. It's been educational. It's been. I think it's been constructive. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, sin still exists. Yeah. Feminism is still going to exist. Yeah. We're. We've been. We've been seeing progress. I think we're going to continue seeing some progress. I think yeah. we're going to continue seeing a lot of failures, a lot of shortcomings, um, in within the feminist movement, just like you see in any movement. Um, and that's because sin exists. Yeah. There's going to be no. I don't even think we know what. A perfect woman looks like you know yeah. like to God um, because we've we've damaged that mm -hmm. and unfortunately Eve only gave us three pages um, of her yeah. <laughs> until she screwed up um, and Adam too until they both screwed up yeah. and so yeah. we don't really get to see what a utopian person looks like and how they interact with the world right and so I think movements like this are good are healthy yeah um, as somebody who probably is more in the middle with, with feminism. I kind of just pick and choose what I want to follow in yep. the feminist movement. Um, and then I'm like, no, not to that. I still think that the movement should exist. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, women should fight for their for their rights. Um, so I just got a few more questions for you. Um, what do you think of people who, like, are not feminist? I think... I think I would encourage all women to just 
to think about their experiences in the mm-hmm. world. And like, I think we both have said that um, we pick and choose. And it's, it's hard for me to believe that there could be any woman living in our world that, that couldn't interact with some aspect of feminism. Mm-hmm. I understand women who say they're not feminist because they're scared of the, the portrayal of feminism. So, so maybe they are yeah. feminist, just not the name that culture gives. Right. I, th- I really, I would be curious, listeners, Girls, if you do not consider yourself a feminist, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you about this. Because um, I just, I'm, I'm curious. I think this is about that having conversations and experiencing. Um, experiences are different between men and women, and I, I think it's, I think it's hard for me to believe that there are girls who haven't felt victimized or hurt or slut shamed or you know insecure. Mm-hmm. And I think that feminism speaks to some of those issues mm-hmm. um, because a lot of it is just women's linking women linking arms with other women and just saying like hey like are you scared of this too mm-hmm. have you been hurt by this too mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah so, yeah so in a quick response to that um do you think that is, is it possible to be a feminist without being a feminist like would you if someone would walk up to you and say hey taylor are you a feminist what would your response be or would it be like this long, like, well, <laughs> let let's me tell you, <laughs> you might want to sit down for this. Yeah, it's not a yes or no response. Right. I think I'd want to clarify. I think I'd, sure. I think, honestly, I think my answer would be there are some aspects of the feminist movement that I definitely get behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, it's probably actually on your paper when mm-hmm. um, I printed it out. Actually, I don't know. Um, but when in my outline, um, and when I say why I felt like Taylor is a good choice for this episode, um, number one, it, it says she enjoys this topic. Um, before I actually had there um, a self-proclaimed feminist, mm-hmm. um, because I knew that you were a feminist to a certain point. Um, but I deleted that because feminist has such a bad connotation. It does. And from the start, I didn't want my listeners to be like, Trenton just invited th- this fourth wave feminist. She's probably yeah. wearing purple hair and like right. he's got all this weird crap going on yeah and so oh, i think for for women who i, I think it, it could be possible to be a feminist with not maybe not even knowing you're part of the feminist movement in fact yes. i think it's probably better to be like not a part of the movement and yes. just be like i'm just yes. fighting for women <laughs> yes not a political movement mm-hmm. at all and i think that's what you are um mm-hmm. And then the last one, the question really doesn't matter. Would you ever change your mind? Because I'm going to say no. Yeah. Um, because I think we both came to the conclusion that it's a pretty um, serious topic. Yeah. And it needs to be um, needs to be addressed. Yeah. Um, I think I just wish it would be addressed in a way that isn't feminist. Right. <laughs> just yeah. Like With this, this negative connotation. Yeah. It's just we have a, we have a problem. Um, it's neither feminist nor not feminist. It's just a problem. Let's it's, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I, this episode's already getting long, but I don't care. Um, people give labels to to sin, and they don't see it as sin. Yeah. Um, I I think that there's a lot of different labels for it. I mean, like, uh, like racism, and and the Bible never once says the word racist or racism, but it's a label that we've given to hate against somebody. Um, and then I think feminism, I think, is a is another label that we use to hide, um, you know, sin. 
in, in sin that like imp- impacts um, people and, and it affects people. Like a woman who can't walk late at night, um, she's walking in a sin-infested world, and there's sinful people who sinful predators out there to get women off the streets. Yeah. Um, and and people are like, oh, I stand up for this, and it's it's feminine. Like this is feminism, and uh, and this is male privilege. It's like no, it's it's just sin yeah (laughs) like this isn't this isn't anything fancy or political or scientific it's just it's just sin let's just call it what it is is sin and i think people focus way too much on the labels and and like i'm a a feminist holding up these signs and and it's like how about you just focus on the sin that's going on like Mm. like look at the sin in your own life first fix that because that's what jesus calls us to do and then go out in society and be like, here's what I discovered in my life, and there, here's where it could be happening in your life as well. Right. And and I think that for men, um, that should be happening, and for women, it should be happening. Both the, both sides are kind of butting heads, and now they're looking at their own sin in their lives. Yeah. And be like, well, men aren't, and women probably aren't looking at like, well, where 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 am I seeing this privilege that I have, or where is where is this um, the sin in my life that I'm not seeing, and and feminists likewise have to be like, well, how am I treating the people who are on the other side, who aren't seeing yeah. my views? Um, like, where where's the sin in my life? Is is there selfishness here? Is there bitterness here? And and once all that is taken care of, then you can come together and probably have a really good discussion on how to solve all this because you're selflessly trying to help each other, but yeah. both sides are being selfish, and it's like a it's like a marriage. You get yeah. two selfish people, and you just butt heads. One, both are selfless things can start working a little bit more properly right so do you you have any other i do want to say one thing really quickly because i I want to touch on this earlier you mentioned jesus oh Um, yes yes and i very important very important (laughs) very important um i think that when people think about the bible there are some controversial passages that i've struggled with sure um in the bible and i don't want to get into that right now we maybe talk about that another time but i do want to just touch on just like how jesus talked to women Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, women don't get a lot of limelight in the Bible, and I think that's just a cultural thing because women just didn't get limelight ever no. yeah. during that time. So I think it's so cool, and it just fills my heart with joy when I read the Bible and I see the way that Jesus interacted with women. Yeah, Jesus heard women. Yeah, like that's women want to be heard, and Jesus hears them. Mm-hmm. Like just and even I think about like Mary and Martha, just the conversation, the way he'd go to their house. Yeah, and he just wanted to talk to them. Yeah. He got mad at Martha because she wasn't just mm-hmm. being heard by him. Yeah. And I just, I think that's so cool. I think that that's something that believers too just need to remember when we're interacting with this feminist movement. And, you know, honestly, like maybe, yes, let's talk about those passages in the Bible mm-hmm. with, you know, but from Paul and stuff that are controversial, but let's also talk about how Jesus yeah. interacted with women, how he interacted with prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And you know what I saw? I saw a lot of love. Yeah, I definitely. saw a lot of value yeah. put in women and their opinions and who they were mm-hmm. without what they looked like or mm-hmm. their gender, anything about that. Yeah, so. yeah and he de- I think he definitely, I mean, he was probably the, the, the first, I mean, before there was a first wave, he was that first wave. Yeah, amen. For, yeah. for women. And even in the church, I mean, because I, Paul doesn't talk a whole lot about the women in the church, but there's a few sentences here and there which you can, like, trace to other transcripts that are in the Bible and stuff sure. about who those women were. Um, but women did play a huge role yeah. in, in, the, in the church. Um, and I think a lot of... I think a lot of it would be... Like, when I look at Calvary, uh, the church that we go to, for those who don't know what church we go to... Um, I think I think a lot of it's like the the same. The, maybe the church in Acts 
um, operated on. The, the women were very prevalent. They maybe weren't in the pulpit or mm-hmm. doing a lot of that stuff, but um, they were caretakers. They yeah. were givers. They were, um, you know, helping children, you know, raise children in, in, in the church. Worship leaders. I mean, they probably, women were probably good singers back then. And Jesus is I don't think that that was evolved over time. <laughs> Um, because Mary sang once she found out that Jesus True. was in her womb. And that's that's another thing. I mean, God did use women to even pave the path yeah. for Jesus. And the resurrection too. And, and Who the found Jesus? Exactly. Women. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that I think that we forget that. Like, yes, there's very, very powerful men in the Bible yeah. who, who did a lot, but um, without those women, uh, Jesus w- wouldn't have happened and, and God True. used those women. He used um uh who freaking I, I forgot no was it uh what's the, the story i actually have a blank right now it's an old testament story it's about the woman with naomi what was her name ruth ruth thank you yeah it was ruth i was thinking esther but was like i know it's yeah not, not her <laughs> yeah ruth i know was one of them yeah um and i mean esther was like uh, you know the you know the you, you probably do the, the the famous picture of the the woman with the yes, like yes. flexing and you we can do it or whatever yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Um, Esther was that of like the Bible yeah, yeah. Um, because she had a lot of a lot of control um, and then even I, I'm reading through John right now and how he, at the well he just sits down with the woman at the well um, and to make things even better not only is she a woman but she's also a Samaritan yeah. who he's not even supposed to be talking to what a good <laughs> story what a good story it's an yeah. incredible story and yeah. And we went through it at church, and, and right after we went through it at church, it actually popped up in my devotions again. Sure. And I actually had it in my devotions before that, so, like, I've read that story three times already, like, this yeah. last month. And it is a really powerful story because yeah. then she goes and brings all these people, mm-hmm. and they say, because of what you said, we believe, yeah. and because of this woman. And so, yes, um, for those who are not feminist and you are a Christian, read the Bible again. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you should be. Um are there any other notes that you that you have or anything else that you want? I think that sums it up. There. I, I yeah. know that there's probably a million other things in the lot. Oh, of there's that so many things we could talk about. Yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, I always uh, end with a with a fun topic, um, and I know I'm running out of time. I probably already ran out of time, but I was listening to Dean Martin yesterday, all day yesterday. Okay. Do you know, you know who Dean Martin is? I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, not super familiar, but I do know. Well, people think that he's Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And yes. he's not Frank Sinatra. In fact, I was listening to him last night, and Ezra was like, "Is that Frank Sinatra?" <laughs> and I almost threw a pillow at him. <laughs> um, because no, it's not Frank Sinatra. So the fun thing that I want to talk about is um, for all you guys out there, I want you guys to listen to an artist that you normally wouldn't listen to i mean i listen i listen to dean martin a lot in fact it's actually hard for me to listen to like genres that i haven't already listened to Mm -hmm. um but there's something really um i don't know something really special about listening to music that you're not familiar with or even like music that isn't a part of your generation and i know taylor uh listens to a lot of weird different music i do that I don't listen to it, nor yes. will I ever. <laughs> you just said, oh, No, man. I know. I know. I know it's very hypocritical, but, like, it's so hypocritical. that whole Broadway stuff that you listen to, yeah, Trenton can't do that. <laughs> I can't do Have that. Have you tried it? Um, no. I mean, well, yes. Oh, okay. Have I, you listened to Hamilton? I feel like I have not listened it. to Hamilton. I will, I do have points, though. In, okay. in the Ottoman over there, uh-huh. I actually have the West Side Story on vinyl. Um, it is my favorite. All that Broadway and, stuff. And I have, and I have the sound of music in there as well. 
I support that. I support See, that a lot. thank you. I actually Welcome. I have Mary Poppins in there too. Now that I think I about support it. so much of this. <laughs> so yes, I do and I don't. Um, but the reason why I bring up Dean Martin is just because well, a we're getting close to holiday season, and I just remember a story. A couple years ago, I went down to Kentucky to visit my friend Nick Frost, uh-huh. and uh, we were listening to Frank Sinatra. And Mindy asked his wife. Uh, why are you listening to Christmas music? And once again, he almost threw a pillow at her. Um, and but just bringing up the whole Dean Martin thing, like I'm really excited for Christmas, um, and I really like old music. And so I encourage everyone to listen to old music and get ready for for Christmas. And if you're gonna if you're gonna like listen to Christmas music, don't listen to the Justin Bieber album. Oh yeah. At all, gross. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Ezra, are you listening to this? Do not listen to the Justin Bieber album. It's nasty. All right, so that is the end of this podcast. I thank you all for listening to this very long podcast. I hope it was enjoyable for you guys as much um, enjoyment that I got out of it, and I hope Taylor got yeah, out same. of it. Um, I'm looking forward to my next one, which will be on music, and should we be listening to artists like Michael Jackson, uh, rapper 6ix9ine, R. Kelly, um, and a, a multitude of others, um, and I will have a special guest on there as well, hopefully. Um if you guys want to be interactive with this, obviously this is still kicking off. You can follow me on Instagram, pixie underscore dust 25. Um, I have a Facebook page where I post all of my episodes. Um, that's Radical Thoughts on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Snapchat to where I post music, and um, sometimes I have stuff on there for the podcast as well. That's Shintrap IX. Don't judge it. I made it in like eighth grade. <laughs> um, and then if you have any thoughts or ideas that you want to send to me, if you don't have any social media, um, you can email me at radthoughts. 1018 at gmail.com um, and if you'd like to be a major part of what I'm doing um, you can be sitting in the chair that Taylor's sitting in I would love to have you guys on in, as a guest um, and I and I accept people on Taylor could be on again in the future when the time comes um, or if you want to be a part of the team you can contact me um, with any of those um, plugins that I just had. Um, I'd love to have you on as a videographer, photographer, editor, fact checker, um, merch creator, or a reoccurring co-host or contributor. Um, and that is all for today. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks.